A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Hello, Hello babies. babies! Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Thanks for listening to, to our, our show. show. I was a little flat. It's fine. Um. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Second one in a row that we're recording. That's right. Because I'm going to be out of town the next two weekends. I'm going to Texas and then I'm going up to celebrate my dad's birthday. Aw, yeah. nice. Yeah, it'll be nice. So we're recording this before Tuca and Birdie drops, so maybe you've seen it by now. Maybe you've seen it right now. It's yeah. streaming on Netflix. Lisa's already been canceled. That's right. <laughs> yeah, probably. I probably have. It happens fast and, and furious these days. Yeah. <laughs> maybe this podcast won't even air. That's how canceled I'll be. Oh my God. Max Fun will be like, I'm sorry, we yeah. gotta drop it. I'm sorry, you have provided minimum fun. <laughs> That's what they say when they cancel your show at Max Fun. Jesse Thorne just yeah when he has his reality show about podcasting, they'll have to dub in a new host. They'll keep all of what you're saying, but they'll have someone else say what. Yes, yeah. they'll replace you with Christopher Plummer. <laughs> that would be great. I would love to hear you and Christopher Plummer host a podcast together. I mean, the people have been asking for that for a while. I would love him to play a millennial woman. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be great. I know I seem a little old for millennial, but I make the cut. Yeah. 1983 accounts. Oh my God. This is not topical at all anymore, but did you read that (laughs) fucking New Yorker interview with, um, Brett Easton Ellis? No, I, I saw the tweets about it. I was like, I cannot. Dude, it is so frustrating, <laughs> but so funny and so well done. But he keeps talking about his millennial boyfriend, and I am just fucking dying to know how old this dude actually is. Yeah. Because I don't trust Brett Easton Ellis to know what the definition of a millennial is. Me neither. Because he's like a dude who he keeps saying, like, schools him on, like, political correctness and stuff, but then also is like, Joe Biden got a, a rough the short end of the stick here. And it's like, this dude does not exist. This doesn't sound like a real person. He claims that this dude is like a socialist. And then he also like loves Joe Biden and is defending Joe Biden. It's it's fucking complicated. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Brady St. Ellis is a fucking chode. Yeah, this Um, is true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You went to China. That's right. I went to uh, Hong Kong um, for me and Adam had our 10 year anniversary. Oh my God. So we're like, let's go on a trip and let's go somewhere new. So we've always been curious about China and we thought Hong Kong would be like China for dummies. Um, and it was great. It's like super easy to get around there. Like you get a thing called an octopus card and it like it, it works for all public transportation and ferries and buses and trains and everything. Oh and you can also use it at like seven 11. Uh, I just love that it's called an octopus card. Yeah. That's awesome. It's great. Um, yeah, it was, it was beautiful there. I'm like not great at traveling. Every time I travel, I have at least one day where I'm like having a full body panic attack. And I feel like I just need to like lie in the hotel room. Yeah. Um, and this time it happened when we were in the middle of this really hard hike called the dragon's back. And it was way harder than I thought it would be. It was like, 80 degrees, super humid. And it was just this thing where you just go up and up and up like 300 feet, just so many stairs. And then you're just going up and down stairs in the hot sun. Oh God. Uh, 
And like, of course there are all these like old Chinese grandmas just fucking having, just doing no, it. No. no fucking problem at all. Uh, uh which is its own form of gaslighting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, they're so badass. They probably do this every weekend. And meanwhile, there's all these like, it's just their commute. Totally. There's all these like white people with camelbacks and all this equipment who just look like they're fucking dying. It was hilarious. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, that's how I used to feel anytime I would go skiing like in high school or whatever. Oh and my I would God. just be like on the bunny slope and there would be these like three year olds coming down from like the black diamond, just totally. like doing circles around me. They were like born on the slopes. Yeah. I'm just, my body, Bodies is not built for this kind of thing at all. Yeah. Um, so that was not. My body's built for hammocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Staying in the hotel. Um, so that was not the best. But uh, then another day we like took a ferry to an island and did another hike to a beach. And it was really nice. Oh, man. Was what was really your favorite cool. thing you ate? Uh, there was this dim sum place. Um, what was it called? Social place that we kept going to. Um, and they had like their, their food was like very Instagrammable. Like they had this bun that looked like a little pig's head, but had like purple sweet potato inside, it, but it just tasted so good. And the execution was perfect. And like, um, yeah, you never know if you're going to be sacrificing quality when it's like the presentation is really good. But, yeah. When it's so cute, but yeah. I just loved it. And there was just a lot of like really good, cheap noodle places. The worst place we ate was like the fancy dinner we tried to go to that was like multiple courses. It just, oh, really? yeah, it just sucked. I don't care about fancy food, I think. Oh man, I love fancy food. Yeah, I don't like, um, I really hate things where they're, where they're like closely observing you. Like, like the waiters would be sort of watching and then they'd come over to clear away the plates and be like, oh, what was wrong with it? Do you not like tofu? Like anytime I didn't, oh. I hate that so much. I'm like, this isn't nice. Like this is going to give me a panic attack. Like I need to just, <laughs> I like uh, the service at the cheaper places. Cause it's like, they just get you in, they get your order. They bring you the food. They're like running it with the efficiency of like an accountant. They're just like, this is the best way to maximize you getting food in your face. Like I love yeah. that. I think it's, it's so beautiful and competent and like, it's, it's just a nice quick transaction. Yeah. I don't need all the extra frou-frou stuff. I do. <laughs> yeah. You like that? I went to a place in Amsterdam that was like a very fancy, like multi-course thing. And then one of the things was like the perfect egg and it was like in like a golden eggshell and like it was, it was fucking perfect. It was so fucking good. But, um, then they gave me my own golden eggshell to take home. And I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? I like that. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not carrying an eggshell back to America. <laughs> that seems fun. And the, the food is good and pretty. Like that makes sense. Yeah. But at this fancy place, the food wasn't even that good. Yeah. The food has to be good. They brought out these desserts that were like, that had lots of like dry ice through the smoke all around them. But then the desserts themselves were just like different kinds of jello. I'm like, uh, this isn't. Like the food needs to be delicious the food needs to be good. too. I also, I don't like multiple course meals cause I don't know how to pace myself. I'm like, Oh, how much food is there going to be? Like, just bring it out all at once. So I know <laughs> what the deal is. I need to plan this. It makes me feel trapped. It makes me think about that John Mulaney joke about writing happy birthday on a banner. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, Anyways, it's a, very champagne-y thing to complain yeah, about. But, oh, God, these multi-course dinners. <laughs> I've only been to a few, but I always, I'm just like, oh, oh yeah, I hate these. I hate them. Oh man. I love. Well, that's good to know. I will never take you to one. Thank you. Or I'll arrange special for them to bring it all out at once. <laughs> that's my favorite. Just tell the waiter we're in a hurry. I want the temperature to be wrong for all of it. <laughs> 
Um, I'm trying to think what I wanted to talk about on this episode. This is like not a topic that's going to take a lot of time, but I watched all of I Think You Should Leave, Tim Robinson's new sketch I have one episode left of it to watch. It's just so stupid and funny. so fucking funny. What's your favorite? I don't know. Which I really one? what's your I like the one where there's like it be, he's there's like a Herbie Hancock like oh, presentation yeah. and then it becomes clear that at some point the presenter fell and a dog humped his head yeah. but we're not we're like oh we're piecing it together and then we see the footage and the way he falls <laughs> is really funny it's just the dumbest thing to yeah. laugh at um honestly and I know this might piss you off my favorite one is the very last one in the very last episode oh okay yeah. well that gives me something to uh, yeah. look forward to <laughs> The one with Vanessa but Bear is also very the good. The one with Vanessa Bear is really good. Yeah. And then also the Ghost of Christmas Way Future. Yes. Is really good. Really good. I like the one it's with... It's a bone llama. Don't let it lay an egg. <laughs> this doesn't make sense to anyone who hasn't seen it. <laughs> oh my God. It makes sense. I like the sketch with uh, Stephen Young in it too. He's really funny in it. The one where he's at the party and like... Oh yeah. The guy's like, oh, so I left the receipt in there in case you want to return it. Oh yeah. That oh God. Scene. And it just... It's all, it's all so fucking good. It's so funny. Um, anyway, everyone watch that. Hits that's my, I love, that's my request. I loved him. Robinson. I follow him on Instagram now and his kids are also fucking funny. His kids are so funny. He's just one of the funniest. And I met him many years ago and he made a really good impression on me. So I've always really? like, yeah, he was just like a nice person. He was just a nice guy and funny and like a good judge of character. Like he hates all the right people for the, all the right reasons, oh, that's which great. is great. That's very yeah. satisfying. And Detroiters is just so good. I love and Detroiters. Yeah. Uh, he's just fucking great and everyone should watch it. Ooh. And I think it's, he does very good work in, um, Taking on toxic masculinity in a way that's not overtly political, but still very effective. It's, it breaks it down yeah. in like a really funny way. And it's like, this guy thinks the right thing is funny about this, which yes. I love. Um, but yeah. I love him. I I, I just, he's great. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I've been doing separation anxiety training with Alan. That's right. I don't know if I've talked about this before. It's so fucking tedious it's unbelievable i basically have to put him like gate him off in like a enclosed area in the house like not crating him but just like he can you know there's just like gates and he can walk around he's a limited sort of area yeah and then chaos in (laughs) where he can watch me leave the house and then come back in and at first it was just like i was supposed to step outside and then step right back in and do that 10 times yeah and then then I was supposed to do it and like stay outside for one second and then come back in and do that 10 times. The worst. And I hate that training so much. It sucks so bad. And I'm like gradually increasing how much time each increment I have to do for do 10 times. Do you have to give him like treats or anything when you leave or do you just, you're supposed to give them like a Kong cone with like a bunch of like treats stuffed in it so they can work on it. But he like, gets through that pretty fast or gives up on it because he's so stressed out. <laughs> um, and uh, and like I've been giving him CBD and that doesn't seem to be helping. Yeah. But like I'm up to three and a half minutes. <laughs> it's so fucking tedious. But I finally started like filming him while I'm gone to see what he does. And it's pretty cute and also upsetting because he just will not stop pawing at the gate and trying to get out. And his little body as he's trying to be like, I am going to get out and I will find her. (laughs) It's like, 
Ugh, it's very, it's very stressful. He's getting better though. Like he is. Yeah. In some of those videos, he starts to sit more. He starts and, like, to sit more. I've started like when I come back in, cause I don't let him out when I come back in, but I'll come in and I'll be like, I'll start to walk over to him. And if he like jumps up and acts stressed out, I'll like stop or I'll walk away. But yeah. if he sits down or if he lies down, I'll come over to him right away and oh, say good nice. boy. And so now he knows that I want that behavior. But when I'm not in the house, he's like, well, she's not here. I'm just going to flip out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he is getting better at, uh, at it I hope that it eventually gets better but at a certain point we might just need to fucking leave him in there yeah I don't know what we're gonna do it's just (sighs) he's so stressed out all the time oh buddy but he's very cute the weight of the world is on his little shoulders yeah (laughs) uh he's he's so cute um but uh yeah I I've I just bring him everywhere now. I'm that fucking, per- I bring him to therapy now. Cause I like my, th- I asked my, I knew my therapist would be down with it. Yeah. Like in general, just because she really wanted me to get a dog. Yeah. Uh, she was like, as long as he doesn't like distract us during the session from what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But like, not, first of all, I didn't realize, you know, what's interesting is he went up your stairs, no problem. But when I get to my building where my therapist is, there's like these big stairs. And as soon as I open the door and he sees the stairs, he's like, we are not going in there. Really? Yeah. I have to grab him and carry him up. Same he's with, like, like, people have been crying up there. I don't want to, <laughs> he can smell the anxiety. I don't know what it is, but that building. I'm still, I'm like, did he go up there and take a shit? <laughs> he didn't. Probably not. No, he didn't. Uh, <laughs> he has had zero accidents. That's nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know why he would have. He's very. He's That's just good. something Indy used to do. She would like kind of dis- if she's in a oh. new place, she would kind of go around the corner and take a and shit. Take a shit. Like, why do you think the rules in this building are different <laughs> from other buildings? So far, he hasn't done that. Um, but uh, I'll, if I'm wrong, you can charge me money can, for it. I don't know. know. I can, I'm sure I can handle it. <laughs> um, but he's definitely. We've been talking about like you know like should we do the fake like emotional therapy dog and it's just really funny thinking about pretending like he's an emotional support dog because he provides no emotional support to me whatsoever (laughs) i bring him to therapy i cry every week in therapy he has no reaction to me crying he doesn't come over (laughs) to try and cuddle with me he just like rolls on the carpet he does not give a fuck when i am crying (laughs) indy definitely knew when i was crying really yeah she was like a very sensitive Yeah, he's ultimately very selfish. She was more neurotic, I think, than he was. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's neurotic, but just like for his own shit. Yeah. Typical man. I respect it. (laughs) Um, What was I going to say? Would she like try and comfort you? Yeah, she would kind of come over and like put her head on me. Oh, that's very sweet. That's very sweet. Yeah. I don't know how to train him to comfort me. Yeah. But that's just been an issue in all my relationships anyway. I think it's just dogs either do it or they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But like also if we ever took him on a plane, he would be inconsolable. Yeah. And so it's like he is not an emotional support (laughs) animal. I am his emotional support animal. Do you think he'd be upset on a plane? Well, he hates that carrier. Yeah. He hates the carrier so much. So he might just like paw at it, but I don't know. We could probably, we could probably deal with it. He'd probably be fine. (laughs) He would eventually give up. (laughs) We might just need to sedate him. Um, anyway, uh, that's the Alan update Yay! for today, I guess. (laughs) I don't know what else there is. Uh, uh, I'm getting, 
I mean, this is probably ended by now, but I'm getting harassed by Joe Rogan listeners because Adam went on there. Oh no. And like, but it's just funny to me that they, um, not all of his listeners are like this. He has like a millions and millions and millions of listeners, but there's a certain segment of his listeners. That the are ones like, who wouldn't have the impulse to harass you are not the ones you're hearing from. Right. Yes. The ones who leave like weird, mean YouTube comments and Instagram comments. And they, they just like come into my DMS to be like, your boyfriend's a loser. And I'm like, you're the one you're like, I know <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like about him. I'm, I'm like, you're the one DMing the girlfriend of a guy you didn't like on a podcast you listened to. Like what? Yeah. It's so lame. It's so lame. It makes me sad. And guess which one of you's getting his dick sucked. Right? <laughs> <laughs> None of you. None of them. No, I meant Adam. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I oh mean, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the last time. No. <laughs> uh, oh God. So why did he go on? Do you, uh, he just wanted like, well, Joe Rogan has just such a huge listenership, like yeah. such a huge platform that he was like, well, if I can go on there and like make any kind of difference or like, you know, just talk about what I believe in, it couldn't hurt. But Oh man. Yeah. That's something that comes up in my like group, group thread sometimes with just like the female comics. There's just like, Oh God, I got asked to do Joe Rogan. Should I do it? Really? Is it worth it? Yeah. It's just some of this. I, I tried to listen to the interview just so I could like tell Adam, like, it's not bad. It's normal. Like you're fine. Yeah. Um, uh, these people attacking you are fucking crazy. Um, but like, it was so hard to listen to it because the things Joe Rogan says as if they're facts are so weird. Like, I'm just like, how do you just assume this to be true? Like he just, he'll say like, well, all men are attracted to hourglass figures. That's just how it is. That's biology. I'm like, you're so, Oh my God. Get it through your, like, how is your skull this thick? Like you don't understand that his skull is thick from biology. It is. Um, it is. That's, <laughs> yeah. Um, I cannot believe that <laughs> both of the guys from the, like everyone involved in the man <laughs> show still has a fucking career. How the fuck did we let that happen? Oh my God. Was he involved in the man show? He was like, took over when like Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla left, didn't he? Wait, who were the hosts of the man show? I actually, I kind of liked, do you guys remember if any of you don't remember the man show? Wait, did you like the man show? I kind of like Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. He's kind of come around. Yeah. That said, fuck the man show. He needs to apologize. This is his fucking Joe Biden, Anita Hill. Right. Like we don't get to just, pretend like that shit didn't happen. It was the most toxic, evil fucking shit. It sucked. Yeah. So it was Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel were the original hosts and then they left and it was Joe Rogan and Doug Stanhope for a year. I didn't know that Joe Rogan took over. Remember the the juggies? Just the women who were, oh my God, it was so gross. And then it would just end with women jumping on trampolines? Yeah. It's just like... apologize apologize hashtag apologize for the man we need reparations (laughs) for (laughs) can you fucking imagine if we had a version of that i just yeah i mean not that i like i think it would be bad yeah i think it would be bad um i just don't know why we've forgiven that (laughs) would these Uh. people 
harassing me. It's like, it's very easy for me to just write them off and ignore them because I'm like, they don't even see me as fully human. Like they are the kind of people who would think a show like that is okay. So I'm just like, whatever. But for Adam, it's really hard because he feels, feels like he should be able to get through to like other, like he should be able to convince them of something. Yeah. Because he's a straight white male. Like he should be the guy who can do it. If anyone can, he can Trojan horse these ideas through, but like, no. Yeah. For some people, it's just not worth it. To be fair, like Adam as a Trojan horse, even though he is a straight white man, you kind of get that there's people inside that Trojan horse if you're one of those. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean? If you're like a Joe Rogan listener and you like see Adam, you're not like, yeah, he's one of me. Necessarily. No, they, all, yeah. they all were like, he's a beta cuck. He, yeah. Like, oh my God. He even had like a B on his shirt because it was like for a Brooklyn something other. And they're like, look, he has a B on his shirt. He's a beta. I'm like, he's there like trying to present the idea that maybe alpha and beta don't quite exist. Like, well, yeah. like a beta in one situation is a complete alpha in another. That's like how like nerds are always saying like, oh, well I'm like, everyone shits on me for being a nerd. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like gaming is like one of the most popular things in the world. Star Wars is one of the most popular thing yeah. in the world. Like nobody is like <laughs> victimizing. You're not a victim. Like, what yeah. Can I, uh, <laughs> I'm going to get shit a, on for a, this. A tweet of mine from a while ago where I was like, that's a good tweet. <laughs> Where I was, I said like, "Uh oh, we made the wrong kinds of nerds cool." It was supposed to be the books ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, I'm funny. Um, you are funny. Fuck. Well, I'm sorry you're getting harassed. Everyone say nice things to Lisa online. Oh, it's fine. You don't have to say anything to me. Don't advocate for yourself, Lisa. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Just yeah. Boost, boost me up. Yeah. <laughs> no, whatever. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> oh God. Joe Rogan would never say that. Nope. Uh, fucking. F- yeah. It's when I'm on the road and like, I'm checking into a hotel and they're like, Oh, you're here for, you're here for the comedy club. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, I love comedy. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Who do you like? It's a uh, Literally 100% of the time they say Joe Rogan. I know so many. They have never said another name. It's weird because I know so many nice, cool people and women who listen to his podcast religiously. And I don't know what it is about him that's like appealing. Yeah. I'm like, do you listen to the stuff he says sometimes? He had like fucking Alex Jones on his podcast. Like, yeah, he's pretty bad. (laughs) He is bad. (laughs) There was one point where like. Adam was talking about, uh, sports and he was like, well, you know, men have like run the world for so long that maybe sports were engineered for men to do better in them. And maybe that's one of the reasons why male athletes are always stronger than female. You know, it's just maybe I'm just presenting like an Mm -hmm. idea. And Joe Rogan said something. He was just like, no sports are the fastest and strongest. That's what sports is. The faster and stronger you are, the better you are at sport. Like he just couldn't conceptualize a sport where like that wasn't the case. Yeah, where you're like, what about like gymnastics or ice skating or horseback riding or or rock climbing or yeah, there's a lot of things where any of the things where like women kick ass too. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, Fun, (laughs) very fun, not exhausting at all. Love living in the world. Love the internet. Love it. Love the dissemination of ideas by. Very thoughtful men. Um, I did such a weird thing the other day. I was taking a, I was on the flight back from Hong Kong and I watched these three movies in a row. I watched The Big Lebowski, 
fight club and, uh, uh, high fidelity. <laughs> I was having oh, like a, a little movie festival of like throwback centering of the mediocre white male experience movies. Um, you know what's, that's so, what's so interesting about that is when I was in high school, like my high school kind of like ran its English classes, like college ones where it would be like, you take a seminar and a subject. And mm-hmm. one of the ones I did was men's literature. <laughs> and it was like, our, our teacher was trying to like decenter that experience by making it specific by being like, these are not universal oh, stories. These are men's stories. And two of the books we read were high fidelity and fight club. Yeah. Chuck Palahniuk is like a real, yeah. Oh, I hate those books. I liked yeah. fight club. I still th- I think all three of those movies are good movies. Um, like high fidelity is a really fun movie. I like the way yeah. it's structured, but the character is so awful. Yeah. He's so awful. There's a point where like one of his ex-girlfriends is literally describing her rape to him and he's just like, Oh good. So it wasn't my fault that you dumped me like, or that you didn't sleep with oh me. Oh my God. I don't remember that. Oh, it's terrible. He's, he's basically, he's like, he's asking her why she never slept with him. And she's like, you pressured me so much. And then you dumped me for not sleeping with you. And so then I slept with the very next guy and it was basically a rape. And then he's just like, Oh good. So. Oh my God. It wasn't that you wanted him and you didn't want me. It said it was against your will. Okay, good, good, good. And I know it's like supposed to and be. And he's a, like, wow, closure. That feels amazing. Yeah. And it's like kind of, it's supposed to be a joke about how, what a dick he is, but then he just moves on and continues to be the protagonist. Yeah, it and doesn't it's like, take him to task for it in a real no, way. No. And it's so, it's so hard to watch. Um, yeah. Who brother? Who baby. I got to watch more movies made Ooh, by baby, women. That's a, what I like. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> anyways anyways is it time for chunch chat yeah it's time for chunch chat a regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of martha stewart's pony ben chunch ben chunch when the clock strikes noon we could have a picnic lunch fine wine full moon and we're chatting about chunch and chunch um there's no new chunch news but i'm just gonna talk about juniper yeah. Um, so Juniper is a, how do you say this? A coprophile. She's into coprophagia. She, what is that? She eats her own shit. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Um, so I got to figure out why. I don't know. But right now she's like the weird kid at the barn. Like she eats poop. She eats sand. She <sighs> eats a lot of salt. She goes through salt licks like crazy. <laughs> I asked the vet about it. Cause I'm like, does she have like some kind of mineral deficiency? Like that's what it seems like. And he's like, no, she's probably just bored. Cause she's already on like a lot of minerals and vitamins and electrolytes. So it's like, what is she, what is, what's her deal? Um, it's like, she's so cute and pretty. She's just but then, the Anthony Bourdain of the stable. <laughs> she will like take a hot steaming shit and then just turn around and be like, Ooh, yum. <laughs> Fresh out of the oven and just go to town. That's just like a metaphor for people in unhealthy relationships. Right? It's gross. And then she'll like want to kiss me with her gross ass manure lips. It's just. (laughs) So. What are you going to do about that? I don't know. I'm going to try to give her like probiotics or something. Maybe it's a microbiome issue. I don't know. It's so gross. Maybe she just likes it. She does a lot of weird stuff. Um. I've also noticed that she maybe hates small animals because oh. she did like the biggest spook of her life, like at a squirrel, <laughs> which is normal. Horses get very scared of squirrels, but she like leapt sideways across the trail and I stayed on her, but it was fine. Um, and then yesterday she met a miniature horse 
And she was so terrified. She was all tied up and she like pulled back and like tried to run away. Uh, and then I led her over to the miniature horse and she, she like was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And she sniffed it and it was like, okay, you see that this is a horse. You understand now what this is. All right. And then I led her back over and tied her back up and she just kept looking back at it. Like, okay, but I don't, I'm so confused. Is horse or dog? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently this is normal. A lot of horses are really frightened by miniature horses. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I, I saw another rider come out and she was like, okay, which way did the miniature horse go? Cause I'm going to go the other way. Cause my horse is scared of them. <laughs> That's so funny. So funny. It's like, are elephants actually scared of mice? Is that a real thing? Maybe they are. Maybe one of them once, yeah. once was. Are mini horses tough? They are kind of tough. Yeah. Yeah. What a weird thing. A lot of them have a real strong personality. You know, they have like a Napoleon complex. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was also a picture of Martha Stewart in what ended up being, I think I sent it to you this morning. We got sent it. Oh, yeah. By my friend Alex. And apparently. It's like a brochure. It was from New York Times Magazine. Oh, wow. And it's Martha on her horse. It's not her horse. Oh, it's just a different horse. Oh, wow. <laughs> she's a, she only owns black horses <laughs> and this was a Palomino. So oh. she's on vacation, but she's like in the water. She's in like the ocean on the horse. Like, and it's up to like the water's up to her mid thigh. And it says Martha Stewart brings her signature style on board and ashore. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. That's really good. Uh. Well, that concludes chunch chat. We'll be right back with, what did I? Or one, wait, on, one on fun? One on fun. Oh, God. One on fun. Okay, Lisa. Um, if you could go back and relive one day from your life, which would it be? Oh. One day. Mm, that's tough. I don't like to go back in the past. I really like to move forwards, upwards and onwards. Um, relive one day. I keep thinking the day I got Juniper. Is that weird? No. I just, she just looked so cute when she was getting off the trailer and it was just like so nice and it just felt, I've like never felt so self-actualized in my whole life. Like there was oh just something God. about like, I got a horse. Like what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it was more exciting than like anything that's ever happened in my career. <laughs> um, I think it would either- Because it's like a real tangible thing that shows up and gets off a truck. Yeah. You know what? It would either be that or it would be the day I first hooked up with Adam. Really? Because it was such a nice day. And it was like, I was staying at his apartment with Raphael, who I was visiting. And he like made me breakfast. We were not, we hadn't hooked up yet. He was just being like a nice guy. And we like, we all went to the opera together that day and it was so fun. And like, I went with him to a bodega and I was just thinking like, this guy's so interesting. He knows all about the opera. Um, <laughs> he like even, he made, what a Frasier. <laughs> he made like a printout for all of us to read about the opera. Um, it was like, um, the one about the atomic bomb. Um, then we saw the opera and we like wanted to hold hands the whole time, but we didn't. And then we rode the train back to the apartment and then Raphael was like, Let's watch uh, Flapjack, this cartoon that we like. Let's watch it in Adam's room because Raphael was like, these two want to. Uh-huh. Um, and then Raphael's like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. 
uh, and then I basically grabbed him. Um, uh, <laughs> and it was just such a nice, it was just so sweet. Yeah. And he was this guy that I had a crush on. So that was a good day. That sounds like a nice day. Yeah. I basically did just relive it. <laughs> well, great. Well, great. I've done it. Now um, you have to ask me a question. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Emily, if you had to enter Alan in a dog show, uh-huh. what do you think he would win first prize for? Um, cutest dog, best dog, uh, <laughs> best little buddy, yeah. number one boy, yeah, saddest face, <laughs> best hairdo. Uh, I don't know if he would win for best hairdo. He has a good hair though. He's he, like a silver, like yeah, he's silvery on top. He's got like a little like skunky head, and I, if there was like a otter lookalike contest he might win that most dignified little man (laughs) but i don't think he would win any of the like tricks things because there's not a lot of tricks that he knows um and he knows sit and lap and jump on couch yeah he knows come and he knows sit Mm -hmm. um but he doesn't really down has been really hard to teach him because he's already so low to the ground (laughs) Uh, he's like why yeah am already uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so i don't know um but uh he would just win um cutest and i agree thank you <laughs> peter and i always say to each other like it's weird that we got the actual cutest dog in the world <laughs> <laughs> why were you so lucky <laughs> uh anyway he's That's a good dog great he would win for least independent. <laughs> I've seen worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that concludes one on fun. Yes. We'll be right back with Wiki of the Week. Wiki of the Week. Hey, I'm Janet Varney. And like many of you, Some more recent than others, I used to be a teenager. In fact, just about all of my friends were too, including wonderful women like Alison Brie. I'm dead center on the balance beam. And this is like a big gym. All the kids' parents are there watching. I have to stop, like, you know, when you have to pee so bad and you can't even move. And then I just go. I just pee right in the middle of the high balance beam. (laughs) So join me every week on the JV Club podcast where I speak with complicated, funny, messy humans as we reminisce about our adolescences and how they led us to becoming who we are. Find it every Thursday on Maximum Fun. This week's Wikipedia page uh, was sent to us by Nick Daly. Thank you for sending us. He also sent a butt pic. That's very good. That's right. I'll describe it later. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it is the Wikipedia page for John Titor. John Titor is a name used on several bulletin boards during 2000 and 2001 by a poster claiming to be an American military time traveler from 2036. (laughs) (laughs) Titor made numerous vague and specific predictions regarding calamitous events in 2004 and beyond, including a nuclear war. None of which came true. I'm so glad that we're living in the future now. We know that that, 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 that came this true. isn't real. Yeah, because if well, we were in the past, it'd be really scary. What if it didn't come true because he warned us? Oh, and it butterfly we were, affected us. We were able to prevent. Mm-hmm. 
Um, subsequent closer examination of Titor's assertions provoked widespread skepticism, inconsistencies in his explanations, the uniform inaccuracy of his predictions, and a private investigator's findings all led to the general impression that the entire episode was an elaborate hoax. Oh my God, imagine being the private investigator (laughs) who was hired to figure out if this guy was a time traveler. I know. (laughs) And being like, yeah, I will charge you $8,000 an hour. How did it get that far that they actually hired someone? Uh, a 2009 investigation concluded that Titor was likely the creation of Larry Haber, a Florida entertainment lawyer, along with his brother, Maury, a computer scientist. Oh, my God. Larry and Maury. <laughs> There's a picture of his purported military insignia, and it really looks like a clit to me. It's cool. I like it. Um, it is clitty. It's very clitty. It's his full name, John, alias Time Traveler, nickname Titor, occupation, alleged time traveler, soldier. Nationality, American. Titor's posts. The first posts using John Titor's military symbol. Am I saying it wrong? It it sounds weird. John Titor? Titor. Military symbol appeared. Titor. (laughs) On the Time Travel Institute forums on November 2nd, 2000, under the name Time Travel underscore zero. (laughs) At that time, the name John Titor was not being used. Uh, The posts discussed time travel in general, First of all, the name John Titor, it sounds like he's starting to say John Time Traveler. He's yeah. Like, John Titor. <laughs> uh, the post discussed time travel in general, the first one being the six parts description of what a time machine would need to have to work, see below, and responses to questions about how such a machine would work. Early messages tended to be short. A second thread was also made due to shortcomings in the forum software at the time. <laughs> Which is like, why didn't he go back to a time when the forum software was better? Yeah, right? The name John Titor was not introduced until January 2001 when time travel underscore zero posting at the Art Bell BBS forums, which required a name or pseudonym for every account. The Titor post ended in late March 2001. Around 2003, various websites reproduced Titor's posts, rearranging them into narratives. Not all refer to the original dates posted. Okay. In his online postings, Titor claimed to be an American soldier from 2036 based in Tampa, Florida. He was assigned to a governmental time travel project and sent back to 1975 to retrieve an IBM 5100 (laughs) computer, which he said was needed to debug various legacy computer programs in 2036, a possible reference to the Unix year 2038 problem. The IBM 5100 runs the APL and basic computing, uh, basic programming languages. Titor said he had been selected for this mission specifically, given that his paternal grandfather was directly involved with the assembly and programming of the 5100. In support of this, he described unpublicized features of the 5100, leading to assumptions that a computer scientist was behind the postings. Titor claimed to be on a stopover in the year 2000 for personal reasons, to collect pictures lost in the future civil war, and to visit his family, of whom he spoke often. Wow. Okay. What a, it's so funny that there aren't way more people who have done this. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, Titer also said that he had been, for a few months, trying to alert anyone that would listen about the threat of Kreutzfeldt-Jacob disease spread through beef products and about the possibility of civil war within the United States. I was also worried about Kreutzfeldt-Jacob disease in around 2001. 
Is that mad cow disease? Uh, yeah, it's like kind of a form of that. It comes from prions, which is also a mad cow disease, but it's where you like, you like chew up your own skin. It's so scary. Oh God. It's really terrifying, but it was in like a popular kind of poppy book about biological warfare. Um, so a lot of like conspiracy theorist people were like, oh my God, this is real and it's going to spread like crazy. And I mean, it, it was real, but it's like, oh man, it hasn't been like spread like that. Uh, yikes. <laughs> when questioned about them by an online subscriber, Titer also expressed an interest in mysteries such as UFOs, which remained unexplained in his time. What a shocker that he was also interested in UFOs. <laughs> really, really surprising. Really throwing us a curveball here. Yeah, I wouldn't have suspected. Yeah. Titer suggested that UFOs and extraterrestrials might be travelers from much further into the future than his own time with superior time machines. Wow. I hadn't heard that suggested ever before by a movie or book or anything. Are you being sarcastic? Yeah, I am. It oh. just seems like a pretty common. I don't know if I've heard of that. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like yeah. a pretty common idea. And like that aliens are just time travelers. Yeah. That's why they all look humanish. It's because they've all just sort of. That would make way more sense. Yeah. Because. The, the, like to depict aliens from another planet as having like two eyes on the front of their face and like two arms and two legs is like, there's no fucking way that life from another planet would look like that and have that be like the dominant species. Seems unlikely. It's extremely fucking unlikely (laughs) unless they're time travelers from the future and they're humans. The time machine. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby, here we go. Titer described his time machine on several occasions. In an early post, he described it as a stationary mass temporal displacement unit powered by two topspin dual positive singularities. Okay. Producing a <laughs> standard offset Tipler sinusoid. Titer's Tipler, he called it. Just kidding. <laughs> the earliest post was more explicit, saying it contained the following. Two magnetic housing units for the dual micro singularities. One electron injection manifold to alter mass and gravity of the micro singularities. A cooling and x-ray venting system. Gotta have that. Yeah. Gravity sensors or a variable gravity lock. Four main cesium clocks and three main computer units. According to the post, the device was installed in the rear of a 1967 Chevy Corvette convertible and later mentioned a 1987 truck having four-wheel drive. (laughs) Why are these always put in like a cool, weird it's very car? back to the future. Very. Titer shaved several, uh, shared several scans of the manual of a C204 time displacement unit with diagrams and schematics and posted some photos of the device installed in the car. Cool. Very cool. <laughs> um, predictions. Predictions. Although invoking the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics, whereby events from his timeline may differ from our own, Titer also expressed assurance that the differences were minimal. As such, his descriptions have been interpreted as predictions and compared with historical events since 2001. The most immediate of Titer's predictions was of an upcoming civil war in the U.S. having to do with order and rights. He described it as beginning in 2004 with civil unrest surrounding the presidential election of that year. I mean, that's, you know, kind yeah, of what we're going through right now. All of the last yeah. elections is like one it, of the like the uh, least memorable. Yeah. The civil conflict that he characterized as having a Waco type event every month that steadily gets worse would be pretty much at everyone's doorstep and erupt by 2008. 
As a result of the war, the United States would split into five regions based on various factors and differing military objectives. This civil war, according to Titer, would end in 2015 with a brief but intense World War III. <laughs> Titer refers to the exchange as End Day. Washington, D.C. and Jacksonville, Florida are specifically mentioned as being hit. After the war, Omaha, Nebraska would be the new U.S. capital. <laughs> Um, Titer was vague as to the exact motivations and causes for World War III. At one point, he characterized the hostilities as being led by border clashes and overpopulation. Mm -hmm. He also pointed to the contemporary conflict between Arabs and Israel as not a cause, but rather a milestone that precedes a World War III. Like, these are pretty generic. Pretty generic. Problems. Titer claimed that as a 13-year-old in 2011, he joined the Fighting Diamondbacks, a shotgun infantry unit in Florida, for at least four years. In other posts, he described himself as hiding from the war. Is it stolen valor if you're talking about a war that doesn't exist? (laughs) I think so. To pretend like you are a very brave 13-year-old soldier? Titer claimed that the Everett Wheeler mode of quantum physics, better known as the Many Worlds interpretation, was correct. According to Titor, this caused a new time stream to form because of his time travel. This gives his predictions the ability to stand up to scrutiny when they fail to pass, since believers can say that the events were averted by Titor's postings. I yeah. fell into his trap. Totally. That's what you were saying. <laughs> Criticism and discussion. <laughs> the New Republic called Titor the most famous of several internet forum posters who claimed to be time travelers. Okay, I guess there were more people that did this than him. Mm-hmm. In Italian television program, Voyager, I confini della conoscenza, uh, aired the results of an investigation of John Titor on May 19th, 2008. Private investigator Mike Lynch found no registry evidence, past or present, of any individual named John Titor. He did, however, identify the John Titor Foundation, a for-profit company formed on September 16th, 2003, with no office or address other than a rented post box in Kissimmee, Florida. Kissimmee! (laughs) (laughs) An IP address connected with Titor also geolocated to Kissimmee. Interesting. Clever. In 2009, a report by John Houston of the Hoax Hunter website named Larry Haber, a Florida entertainment lawyer, as the CEO of the foundation. Lynch concluded that Haber and his brother Maury Haber, a computer scientist, were very likely the men behind John Titor, whom they actually introduced in 1998, accompanied by different predictions, including chaos due to the Y2K bug. John Houston also reported that John Titor is a registered trademark with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Huh. This is so fucking weird. <laughs> why? 28, like, why, why do what any the, of this? What is the point of this? In 2018, multimedia artist Joseph Matheny, creator of the alternate reality game Ong's Hat, said he worked as a consultant for unnamed individuals responsible for the legend. John Titer is a story that was created, like, quote, is a story that was created as a literary experiment by people who are observing what I was doing with Ong's Hat, and these people wanted to do something like that. I was a consultant on the project, but it wasn't my project. I'm confused about whether the people who did this hoax like knew it was a hoax or if they like actually believed in any of this or I mean, it's hard to tell. It's hard to say, but the fact that it was two different people who did not bear this name makes me think that it was just a straight up hoax. Why? But why? In popular culture. In 2004, the Giant Titor Foundation published a book, John Titor, A Time Traveler's Tale, discussing his claims. The book is now out of print. You don't say. (laughs) That would be very weird if that was still fucking in print. In 2004, Time Traveler Zero, a play based on the John Titor story, was staged in the United States. 
The 2009 visual novel Steins Gate, which was adapted into an anime in 2011, includes references to John Titor. Titor is briefly mentioned in Graham McNeil's Warhammer 40,000 novel, The Crimson King. <laughs> oh, cool. I'll go read that. Yeah. In an issue of The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, John Titor is listed in the Deadpool's Guide to Supervillains card set as an alias of Kang the Conqueror. <laughs> what is any of this? What is any of this? <laughs> what is... What was that sentence? <laughs> that was a fucking crazy sentence. <laughs> the unbeatable squirrel girl I've heard of. I'm trying to follow the link for the play that was based on his story, but I feel like it's taking me to be to a virus. Oh, yeah, I know people who've worked on the squirrel girl comic. Oh, really? Yeah. Ryan North, art by Erica Henderson. Oh. Yeah, I know this. Um, but still, <laughs> a crazy sentence. A crazy sentence. <laughs> Uh, what a page. What a page. What a man. What a man. What a man. What a time what a, traveling man. What a very fake man. <laughs> very fake. Very fake. Um. <laughs> Spends time in the past when he can't. Uh, wow. Wow. That was John Titer. Uh, that concludes Wiki of the Week. It's time now for What Did I Learn? Oh, no. What did I learn? Lisa, uh, what did you learn today? Oh, I didn't learn anything. Um, I guess I learned, I always thought hoaxes would be fun, but having read this, I'm just like, why? Why? I don't think I would enjoy spending time on something like this. Hoaxes are less fun to me now that like people are believing them and committing acts of terrorism. Yeah, but that's true. There mm -hmm. is something about the time travel one in general that's just very like good, clean fun. Good, there's a little <laughs> bit of good, clean fun to it. Yeah, maybe I've been watching too much Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped watching after the first episode. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, maybe I'll do more later. Um, what did you learn? Oh, uh, wait, did you say a thing you learned? I did. Yeah. Um, I learned that, uh, what's the word for what juniper is? Coprofile. A coprofile. Co I learned what that word means. And then I guess I immediately forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> I learned what it meant, but I she, forget what the word is. I don't is. know if she's a poop lover, but she does perform coprophagia, which is okay, the, the yeah. eating of poop. Coprophagia. Anyways, I hope to solve this problem. Relevant to my interests. <laughs> poop. Uh, should we do butt picks? Let's do butt picks. All right. Um, the first butt pick is from the from person who sent us WikiLink. Um, uh, and he said he has MS. And then he wrote this a really nice email to us. And he said, studies show that outlook and state of mind affect MS outcomes, which means in some way I can credit you two for among the things that help me get into and maintain a positive state of mind. Um, and that was just so sweet to me. Very um, sweet. And then much appreciated. They included a butt pic of them in green shorts. It's very cute. Um, someone else wrote after seven years, the max fun drive finally got me. I needed that gavel goat pin. Here's my oldie, but goodie butt pick. And they have a bruise. that looks like a Rorschach test. <laughs> uh, and it also, it looks like a hand. So maybe they got spanked. <laughs> um, uh, this trans girl's butt just got her first tattoo. Oh, it's cool. It's like a pair of scissors and very nice butt. Oh yeah. Very cute. 
Um, <laughs> this person wrote, I was taking a walk at night through the park and saw something on the ground. This story is so weird. Uh, in the parking lot and saw that it was panties. I looked around to try to decide if I was kind of a creep and decided that yes, I was a little bit of a perv. So I picked up the panties, threw them in my bag and washed them as soon as I got home. And now I've got these cute trash panties. They're just adorably slightly too small, but not at all uncomfortable. <laughs> Rob is just shaking his head like, no. Um, so they're wearing these trash panties that just look like pink panties with white ribbing. Good find. Good find. <laughs> I can't say I would have done the same, nope. but power to you. One they- man's trash. <laughs> uh, this person wrote, so I'm transgender and have been on hormones for about four months now, and my butt looks significantly better than the last butt pic I sent. I mean, I think it looked great in the last pic, but here it looks extra juicy. So thank you for sending. Um, I will say that this was like an unintended, but extremely welcome surprise that since we started collecting butt pics, we get so many from people who are like either in the process of transitioning or feel as though they've finished their transition. But basically like the butt pics that they're sending us are like, this is my body changing to become more of like the way I I want it to be. Yeah. And I love it. It's It's really nice. It's like very positive and I didn't know originally like how much taking hormones changes your body. Like it really, really does. Yeah. 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 Um, so those are really fun to see. They're very, they're very fun. Keep sending them. Keep we sending love them. them. We love you. Um, here's one with a sentence I never thought I'd read. Uh, Lisa, when you bought Juniper, it inspired me to fulfill my longtime dream of buying two locally captive bred pet tortoises. <laughs> So normally I don't do pet butt pics, but they posted their tortoise butt pics and those are very fun. Um, here's It's like, do tortoises have a butt? Yeah. I mean, kind of. There's like a little tail coming out. Um, they keep their tails tucked under their shells until the need to poop when they stick out their tails and wiggle them back and forth to get the poop out. I mean, <laughs> this is highly relevant to our interests. Yes. Uh, we've got a lot of butt pics today. Um Hello, babies. I'm a relatively new listener, uh, and this is taken in the sleeper berth of my semi-truck in which I do most of my podcast listening. It's just a cute guy lying in the berth. This looks really cozy. I didn't know that truckers had, like, a little sleeping area. They do. That makes sense. Very cute. Um, One of the greatest memories I have of my three-plus years on hormone replacement therapy is the day I realized I had a butt. I wasn't expecting it, and I'll never forget it. They're on uh, testosterone blockers and estrogen, and they have a very cute, plump butt. And that is it for today. Thank you all. These are wonderful. Wonderful butt pics. You can send your butt pics to babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us wiki links there or, you know, just like weird stories, anything. We'll take yeah. it. Um, we can't promise that we'll respond or read your letter no. on the we air. But don't write back to the emails anymore no. because it's kind of hard to log into the email thing. Yeah. It's, it's just more of a technological thing that like it's as... Someone with ADHD, the thought of logging in and answering those emails uh, makes me want to do nothing for the rest of my life. Yeah, no, they just even like, even though I love you guys and I can totally picture what I would say, but <laughs> even, even handling everything forwarded to my account and sorting them into like butt pics and wiki pages yeah. is like just enough. I love that you do that and I, lo- I will never do that. It's fine. I'm, I'm fine with it. It takes, it takes a lot of work. So we don't respond, but we do read them all. We do read all of them um, and we love them. We should also say that if you want to uh, have us read a message on our show, we do Jumbotron messages. That's true. Um, you can go to max, maximumfund.org slash Jumbotron. Yeah, I think that's how you do it. And you can just pay a little bit of money and then we'll read anything. If it's like a birthday of your friend or like a announcement or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Get it in. Get it in. And we'll get it out.
like a poop. <laughs> I'm yes. talking about poop again. <laughs> we'll stick our little tails out and wiggle them back and forth. <laughs> Until the poop comes out. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> goodbye. Yay. Baby geniuses, we know everything. 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 <sighs> There's nothing quite like sailing in the calm international waters on my ship, the SS Biopic. Avast! It's actually pronounced biopic. No, you dingus! It's biopic! Who the hell says that? It's biopic! Because it's the, the word words bi- for biography biology. and picture. If you... All right, that is enough. Ahoy, I'm Dave Holmes. I'm the host of the newly rebooted podcast, formerly known as International Waters, designed to resolve petty but persistent arguments like this. How? By pitting two teams of opinionated comedians against each other with trivia and improv games, of course. Winner takes home the right to be right. What podcast be this? It's called Troubled Waters, where we disagree to disagree. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.